This is Chip from the Real Dirt Podcast. Man, today we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects of all time. That is solventless extracts. That's right. Water-based extracts. Today I'm talking with my good buddy Chris from Solely Solventless uh, out of Denver. And man, he's been really like pushing the bounds of uh, um, extraction, water extraction, rosin extraction in the Colorado area. So if you're around, if you're around Denver or coming to Denver, definitely uh, check it all out, man. Hey guys. And if you haven't joined already, please join us at the real dirt podcast.com subscribe on iTunes and Hey man, check out our new YouTube channel. You know, we're just working on it, but it should be all of our episodes loaded up there real soon. And uh, I believe that is the Real Dirt Podcast on YouTube. So thanks again for joining us today. And as always, sit back and fire the largest joint you can and enjoy this episode of The Real Dirt. And this is Chip from The Real Dirt. Good morning. Hello, one and all. Another episode of The Real Dirt Podcast. This is 2021, and today we're going to talk about extracts, concentrates, how they're kind of made and what they are. The first time I ever heard of a, a concentrate, of course, it was, it was called hash, and we didn't quite know what it was. And this guy... Kevin Price, I believe he was, he, he was like, Hey, I got some hash, you know? And we looked at it and we were like, man, this looks like rabbit shit. Are you sure this is hash? And to this day, I'm pretty sure he sold me rabbit shit as hash and we didn't know any better. So we smoked it, but it's come a long ways. And as soon as I got real extract, which was Jamaican hash oil back in way long time ago, I realized the potential of extracting the trichome and extracting the molecule from cannabis and have really been fascinated with it since then in in all its forms from traditional hand rolled hash to sheaved and pressed hash Mm -hmm. to bubble hash to subcritical co2 butane propane solventless like i'm really fascinated and interested in it all and today we have chris from solely solventless Uh, chris a good friend of mine say hey chris How you guys doing out there? Thanks for having me, Chip. You know, Chris is an unsung hero. He has some of the finest extracts on the market. They're boutique and rare to find. And if you ever see them, absolutely scoop them up. They may be a little bit more expensive than the one sitting next to it. But you know what? It is absolutely (laughs) worth it. Isn't it, Chris? I appreciate all those nice words there, Chip. Yeah, man, just... Paying attention to detail, man, and, you know, really having a, a love and an appreciation for this plant and all its, all its power that it, it entails, you know. So, you know, we're small, small batch, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just starting out. If you do happen to catch us on the shelf, like Chip is saying, yeah, man, you definitely got to give us a shot. You won't be disappointed. We like to take our time. Like I said, that attention to detail is important when it comes to solventless extracts. There's a few things you definitely have to uh, pay attention to. As far as the input or the material you're using to get that output that we all desire or what you know the customers are desiring these days. One of the biggest things about extract is mm-hmm. the quality material in gets exceptional quality out. 
and, and many people just use the trash, you know, to, to make it. And, and you can absolutely do that, but to make you the can. best it's gear easy. possible, you use the best buds possible. That's right, my friend. Yeah, a lot of credit goes to the actual, you know, the cultivators first. The flower has to be top notch. The flower's banging in its own point, man. Usually, you know, the hash on the other end comes out what you would like as far as like, you know, quality, numbers, you know, that can all vary from a few different things, different genetics may yield, different numbers in those areas. You know, it's it's all interesting. It's all, you know, experimental. It's just great to learn, you know, every day, you know, whether it's something that really throws down a lot of hash, you know, and it's in, you know, it's in the family of the GMOs or the cakes or something like that, or something that doesn't really throw down as much. It's more, you know, on the turf side, I mean, that's all important. You know, it depends on what you're looking for. What are you starting off the day with, man? You, 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 you smoke weed in the minute at the beginning Ooh. of the day? Are you one of those people? I mean, probably like three or four <laughs> times at the beginning of the day. Like different three or four forms. times at the beginning. Uh, I mean, what did I have this morning? I had a little bit of the uh, some some live rosin made by myself. It was some uh, I call it the gumbo mix, or you know, my my term for oh, that's it right. Because Chris is from actually you know, from Louisiana. Yeah, you're and, right. You're right. <laughs> um, He's also our, our resident go-to of anything Southern cooking food as well. He holds the uh, gumbo and shrimp and grits title at Cultivate Colorado currently, right? Nobody compares. Yeah, right? I, don't, I mean, I, I, I take that pretty proudly. Anybody want to step up, mm-hmm. go ahead on. I'll take it, you know, but. Oh, man, when we made shrimp and grits, when you made shrimp and grits down here in OKC, my yeah, crew yeah. here never had it. And literally the other day they were like, man, that time you guys made shrimp and grits. He actually said, Chip, you made shrimp and grits. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't yeah. take credit. For I mean, it was a team effort, man. Come on. Yeah, we, we, we watched you do it. Oh, um, extract and hash is just like cooking. You can be a cook or you can be a chef. 100%. Right. You got all the right ingredients. You got all your temperatures together. You prepare everything properly. You prep everything properly. Then, yep. wow, you got something then. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, may not go along with the, the mixed material washes, but I particularly like those because as you were saying, with I like cooking and flavor profiles and things like that. Whenever you take two different, you know, hashes and mix those together, you never know what you're going to get, man. Like, you can right. be in a mood this day, take a hit of the, you know, the, the same hash, you know, that you hit two days ago and get different flavor profiles because you might be in a different mood or something. You know, it just really depends. Like today, a mix of Tropicana banana and monkey berries. And I really like that. Some that's, gumbo? The, that's my gumbo mix for this morning. Tropicana right, banana and the monkey berries did pretty well. Those did about. I think those did four percent together. So not bad numbers. So you're you mixing know? these you're mixing these flavors in the bag. Yes, I like to actually mix the material together and wash it together mm-hmm. in the bag. You can do it separate if you like, and then mix the resin at the end and press it like that if you want. You know, that's a preference thing, man. Everybody got their own way they do it. Yeah, the way I like to do it, you know. So, and it works out well for me. I don't have any issues with it. Taste fire. Love the taste. So we we've, we've been babbling a little bit here. I realize like there's a lot of people that listen to these podcasts or will see this podcast. Mm-hmm that don't really understand what hash or extract or, or rosin or resin or solventless or bubble or CO2 or, or any of this stuff is, man, let's just, 
let me get your opinion of it. Let, let's 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 start at the beginning. Let's have like a one hundred and one basic extract course from Chris. I would tell you this. I honestly, um, you know, definitely knowledgeable in the extracts, but as far as an extract connoisseur, as someone who is going to go to a store and buy an extract over flour, that was not me three or four years ago. I would say the hydrocarbon extractions or CO2, whatever you want to call it, those extractions, you know, just we're not really that interested in them as far as like dabbing them, but definitely using them for edibles and things like that, which they would come out really well in edibles. So, you know, never really, you know, downplayed it or anything like that, but starting let's, with like- let's, Let me let me pause you right there and ask you, sure. and, and let's make some, ex, uh, ex, explain to people what's going on. Sure. So most of the extract you see on the shelf at a dispensary, mm-hmm. say in, in Colorado or California, it's some- mostly some sort of wax or goo or oil or shatter. And most of that is made with butane or protein, propane, some type Mm -hmm. of hydrocarbon mixture. Right. 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 They're literally just combining all of the, the plant material. They're mixing it with the hydrocarbon. And then they're separating out the plant material, the hydrocarbon. They're recollecting the solvent, the hydrocarbon. Yep. And what's left is the extract. Right. 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 And that's what mostly is on the shelf. So when you're when you have a pen, what's what's in most pens, Chris? You get a mix of a few things these days. I've seen, uh, you know, you get your distillate pens mixed with terps, I would say. Uh, you get your sauce pens. I've seen, you know. Lately, you're starting to see some live rosin pins kind of new on the market, but mostly, mostly distillate and terps, I would say, which, you know, distillate would be, you know, just your pure THC, no flavor profile, and then able being able to take different terp profiles and then add that to the distillate, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was some sort way. of solvent. Th- these, those correct. are all mostly solvent. Those right? are, yes, correct. Right, yes. right, right. But, but you mentioned rosin. Tell, tell me what the yeah. difference is between solventless and and the, the non-solventless? Oh, well, you know, as you mentioned uh, earlier with the uh, actual process of collecting the trichomes using hydrocarbon uh, with a non-solvent uh, extraction or a solventless extraction, as you want to call it, you're actually going to be using water as the solvent or as the carrier or the lubricant, whatever you want to call it, but like super cold water. So you want to use a combination of ice and water to actually collect those trichomes opposed to the hydrocarbon. So a healthier way or a healthier method, I would say, as far as like uh, approaching the extraction process. But, uh, you know, each process equally has benefits for whatever end product or whatever way you want to do with it. But I just, if you're asking me, water and ice seems pretty safe and clean to me. So using that path to actually extract the trichomes, uh, you know, solventless, just you know really stuck with me when that started coming around i think nick a t probably is the guy to give respect to that starting that term from what i understand you know and he's been around for a minute pushing out some great product just learning and discovering that really got me really interested in that and these days you're starting to see it there's starting to be rosin cartridges popping up you know rosin and batter live jam you know uh sauce and diamonds even like people starting to even make diamonds and solventless which is crazy because that's like Mechanical separation and things like that. It costs more for a reason, though. You have to put more raw material. You have to take more care in the solventless extract than just a hydrocarbon extract. 
the material 100% matters. You can do it from trim and things like that. Well taken care of trim will yield some great results, but it's ideal to actually use, you know, your prized buds, you know, and something that a cultivator or, you know, a cultivar that does really well, you know, you're going to, you got to wash it, you got to collect it, run it through the bags, you know, then take it from the bags, goes to the freeze dryer. You know, that's in there for 24 hours, comes out of the freeze dryer, then you have to sieve it. Then you have to, you know, collect it again into your screen bags. And then now you have to press it. So, you know, you press it, then you collect it. And then now it has to cure, whether you want to, you know, heat cure it, cold cure, room temp cure, whatever it may be. There's all these different ways you can approach it. There's no wrong or right way, in my opinion. It's all great. It's all technique. Yeah, it's all technique and preference. You know, some people swear by full spectrum, you know, or like some people swear that, oh, no, it's got to be the 9120 or only 90, you know, and that's like, man, that's cool. You know, that's great. That's your preference. You can like that. But like, you know, yeah. it's 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 all out there, man. It's everybody likes something a little bit different. And it's great that you have that options with the rise and you can do that. Also, when you you use different material, you get different results. And yes. it, it's it's really hard on the commercial market to have the same exact material over and over and over and over again. And, and so that's the importance of like what we're talking about is you got to watch it, see what's going on. Cause what might collect what even one strain grown by one guy might collect differently than the same strain grown by someone else. hundred percent. Right. And you, you've, you've seen this over and over again. Like, wow, man, those crystals are really small. Those crystals are really fat like this is nothing but glands this is nothing but stocks you know yeah man i've seen two two different growers two same exact strain like almost one and a half percent difference you know which is crazy you know like that's that's a decent amount of difference you know but still great outcomes on that on that particular strain but uh yeah you're right uh environment that is actually grown in um you know maybe i'm starting to notice has a play into into that too and maybe appearance of the actual rosin, you know, whether it's going to be a little bit lighter, things like that, whether those, whether that person maybe pulled that product a little bit early, harvested a little bit early, things like that, things like, you know, kind of go into it too, you kind of never really know. So like having a good relationship with your suppliers or where you're getting your um, material from really helps, you know, and like consistently, consistently knowing that, you know, you're dealing with these guys, it's going to be this every time. You know, you know that it's going to put out, you know, these guys grow it perfectly and boom, you know, everyone does good. Yeah. Well, it, it takes a different mentality. Well, slightly different mentality to grow for for high quality extracts. I mean, many people grow for extract, but they're just literally trying to grow biomass. They're just trying to grow like weight. Man, the highest quality stuff, though, it comes from when you really take care, just like you would ganja right mm-hmm. all the way to the end and you finish the- it the same way and you know you dry it and store it and package it all the same way like yep. you know maybe i mean you don't have to trim it necessarily right but like you definitely have to like you know there's some a little bit of processing going on yeah you definitely right? like to prep it i mean you don't you know you don't want to put any you know leaves that doesn't have any any sugar in there you definitely don't want that sure in there you know so you got to prep it a little bit but definitely as far as like taking care of it and growing it with the utmost attention, attention to detail, you know, as far as like, I know you don't have to do your IPMs, but you have to minimize those things like that, you know, that really like carries over into your end product, you know, later in, in your flower cycle and you come up with an issue, you know, you, that's, that stuff matters, you know, so you got to be on it from the beginning, man, and take care of the growing environment. 
you know, many people are familiar with with this term bubble hash or, or water hash. Mm-hmm. But, but let's talk about why what this, this solventless, how it's different from from just like a, a crude extract with, with water. Yeah. So with bubble hash, you know, in the cycle to get rosin, you pretty much get bubble hash first. But like you said, most people are used to seeing, uh, you know, the bubble hash in the form of, you know, looks like sand, I guess, almost keef rather. People are familiar with the grinders, you know, and you have the keef catchers. But like typically, you know, whenever you're washing the material and collecting it in the bubble bags, you know, before the whole freeze dryer thing, at this point, you take it out of the bubble bags, you got to pretty much dry it at the perfect condition to get it to not mold or anything to be able to go from like, you know, you know, the, the bubble hash process like that, that we're all used to. That's a pretty intricate process too to get that right, to get that correct. Right. For freeze dryers, like, I mean, I, I guarantee you, I would have failed plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I mean, I maybe tried it a few times when I first moved here from Louisiana, trying to do some bubble hash before rosin was even a thing, you know, and, you know, it came out well, but that whole drying process is tricky. And luckily out here it's dry. It was standardized. You know, so it was, Pretty, you know, relatively easy to learn a curve is, you know, easy out here just with that lack of humidity. But I don't know if that would happen in Louisiana. I end up with some moldy hash, man. You know, a few times, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to control your dry environment. That's you got to control it. Yeah. Gotta control but, you know. It. Now, but now with, with, with freeze dryers, it's a different story. Yes. Freeze dryer right. is definitely a different story. You pull it out of the bag wet, press it yeah. out, water out a little bit, put it in the freeze dryer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even with, you know, I mean, still with freeze dryer, I mean, you know, using freeze dryers, I mean, people don't tell I me mean, you, you could press it in a rosin, but a lot of people keep it as melt too. You know, you, you know, you separate, use your bag right. and use that 90 bag, get some full melt. People really love that nice full melt these days. It seems like, you know, different strains are going to give you different meltability of the heads, but like usually that, that 90 through 119 seems to be that, that one that people love for that good bubble hash melt. You know, super clean heads, you know, barely any specks of anything in it. But, you know, it's got to be clean. That's got to be taken care of properly to get to that point, you know, and using you, a freeze dryer. Just freeze dried bubble, like, can be incredible. Oh, yeah. The, right. A few times I've had it, it's been ridiculously right. good. You right. Know? But it's a, to get that high quality dabbable bubble at that point. Like it, it's really, really strain specific that, that mm-hmm. you, you hardly get any yield, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. out, out of your, your, your batch when you do it that way. Right. Compared to kind of like what you're doing and you're making, you're extracting as much quality material out of the, the leaf as you can with water. You're taking it, freeze drying it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then what happens? Well, from that point, once it comes from the freeze dryer, we take it and we put it between these nice, plates by uh these low, low temp plates i like to use uh those plates but they're great heated plates low temp heat and pressure um the bubble hash goes into filter bag and then between the two plates and that presses out the rosin so you go from the bubble hash and then those two plates creates almost like a you know like an environment of where pretty much that that protective layer on the resin heads or you know that the bubble hash bursts from the heat and the pressure and it oozes out all that yeah. good oil rosin and you collect it into <laughs> the jar or into your banger or whatever i'm seeing people do some crazy stuff on instagram <laughs> but so you know, basically, basically it goes to a jar right? we're using water yeah and then we're freeze drying it 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we're using a, a press with some right. heat on it. That's right. Right. And yeah. this, is, this is all just water and heat. Right. Natural, man. That's it. Water, mm-hmm. heat, a little bit of pressure, you know, and boom, you got some rosin. You got some beautiful extract that you can then take from that state and cure it how you'd like. Or you can keep it in the fresh press state, you know, take it into cartridges, take it into edibles, which, oh, man, makes some beautiful edibles taste so good. I love that that, you know, some people complain about that weed taste or whatever. I like a nice rosin taste and an edible, in my opinion, yeah, tastes totally. good. Me you too. Know, so. Yeah, I prefer all the edibles with more basic extracts. Keef, mm-hmm. uh, sure. water, rosin. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I prefer those as extracts for sure. Hey, all, all of you uh, uh, edible companies out there, man, don't just use distillate. Make some with Keef, make some with rosin. Yeah, right make out. Some yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's right so out. much better. Yeah, right? your, your clientele will love it too, I'm sure. They'll start mm-hmm. learning, you know, when to experiment with different inputs, is, you know, the education of all this stuff will definitely keep growing with more states becoming legal here, you know, as we keep seeing almost weekly. And it seems like I see another state is passing some, you know, medical cannabis or recreational laws, which is great, man. So people are going to Hawaii today, yesterday, Alabama, Tennessee, like people in Texas, New York, New Jersey, like it's going everywhere. Right. (laughs) It's happening, man. It's happening. And that's great. You know, and you know that people people are gonna want they're gonna want to learn about it. They want to, you know, different style. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is, man. You know, the thing about private market cannabis and that industry is is we always tried to squeeze as many dollars, as many cents out of a square foot or out of a plan as mm-hmm. possible because you know it was gray market or it was totally illegal. And and now that we have these legal markets, it allows to us to do research and experiment with with cannabis on a different scale. Yeah. And you know, even though like solventless, you know, might be twice as much on the shelf, it might be sixty five, eighty dollars a gram on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 manufacturer still is he's not really like making a ton of money at that price. It's literally, you know, he's making less money that way than he would if he was doing butane or propane or CO2, right? He's making less money that way than he would if he was actually probably selling the buds for flour too, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it really gives a solventless extract. It really defines to some degree a different segment of cannabis production. Right. Because it's not just like this, like the biggest bang for the buck. Right. Get the most money out of the square foot. It's like, hey, I want to make this product and this is how we make it. And then the market bears the price. 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah, it's definitely a it's a it's a special product that like you're saying, it's there's multiple steps to it, man. You know, so so complex. I mean, it should be worth one hundred and twenty dollars a gram. Honestly. I was just out in California and that's what it was. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's $120 a gram there though, because all the taxes that go on. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was yeah, it was a tax. Right. Was crazy. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's uh I don't like to say it's not for everybody, but like, you know, if you want to get into it, man, it's definitely something that like it takes a little bit of, you know, diving into, you know, there's a few steps to it, a few things that you definitely gotta, you know, you gotta pay attention to detail. Yeah. That's what this is, man. You know, got to treat it more like a, a food or laboratory like environment. 100%. Right? 100%. Man. And not to say, not, I mean, that's what, you know, 
other extraction techniques as well. Not to say that's not how you would treat it with that one, but like, you know, just particularly with the solventless man, like, like you said, you grow all your flour, you could take this flour and sell it as flour, or you want to take it and, you know, throw it in this water with this ice, swish it around and hopefully some trichomes come out. I mean, you know, it sounds crazy. Yeah, crazy. It does. You know, the research and, you know, the the groundwork that a lot of people have done, you know, in the past few years, I would say have definitely like built that confidence. And uh, I would say, you know, definitely curious minds like me, for sure, because it was definitely tough for me to dive into it, too. I remember thinking about this more than a few years back. and I'm like, man, that's crazy. Just take the flower and throw it in there. And like, like, really? Okay, but now you learn and you get educated and you're like, okay, now it makes sense. You know, now, okay, cool. I'm definitely going to take my flower and throw it in there and do that, you know, because this browsing thing, this, this, this tastes really good. Make my edibles taste really good too. <laughs> so. Sorry. I just had a break for a second. You guys over at the, uh, the store, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I know you got to have security up in the studio, man. All kinds of motherfuckers roll up here. I mean, Tupac learned it the most. I know, dude. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I just was watching a couple episodes on hip hop evolution about that sad story, man. Sad story. Sad story. Sad story. Yeah, you know, greatness often is is snuffed out too early, man. That 100%. that's for sure. And, you know, I, I lost a couple friends this year. Uh, Danny Smallwood and Rob Cox, and man, like, you know, Sorry it's. It's always sad when a uh, flame goes out too quick, man. Yeah. That's, That's right. Sure. Yeah, man. My condolences. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, hey, both those guys, Danny and Rob, loved Extract. Love Bubble. Rob loved Bubble. I was making it with both of those guys in literally 2002. And, nice. Um, <laughs> we, we got super high, you know, on more than one occasion on a, a handmade bubble that we just made with literally pantyhose and silk screen and man, you're taking it back, man. You know, taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it can, it, it, you know, you don't have to have all the equipment. You can do it at home. You can do simple extractions at home and people should try. If you're a home grower, definitely try to do that. 100%. Yeah, you know, 100%. go to the yeah. store, go to the dispensary, buy some, see what theirs is like, and then try to mimic yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's a lot of information out there on the web these days. Uh, you can follow an array of guys on Instagram too um, that are really interested. It seems like in letting people know how to do this. I gather a lot of information just from perusing Instagram and following people that I look up to that I know we're doing big things out here in the industry. And you know, if you're familiar with Colorado's rising scene, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But you can find some information out there. Don't be scared of it, man. You can get the equipment relatively easy and it's relatively easy to use. And, you know, learning curve with anything. I mean, don't, don't expect, you know, just get it. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, right. you got what you but it, it takes a little bit. But you curiosity, man, you got to want to do it. You know, you got to be about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, do it no doubt. Yeah, you know, no. if, I, if you like extractions and you like smoking extractions and you have access to flour and you know you have opportunity to do it and you're in a state that allows you to do it i say do it absolutely i believe that state can be a state of well-being 100 percent. so uh <laughs> yeah get out there grow some weed man make some extract of it roll some joints with it yeah pass man. it along to your friends and your family and then grow mm-hmm. some more do yep. it again Keep it going, man. Keep it Keep going. going. Have a good I'm time. Chris, it's been great chatting with you, man. 
You're, yeah, uh, likewise, man. I really appreciate you having me. It's, uh, you know, really an honor of being on the show and, uh, you know, sharing the information that I possess here, which, you know, take it for what you want. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, oh, you know what I love about you, man, is next year you're going to be on a d- totally different plane with this. We should do well, another one next year and see where you're coming out with it. You just learned so much. You're like a sponge, man. I'll come out there. I'll, I'll come see you in OKC next year. We'll do it out there. Oh, yeah. Hey, absolutely. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, man, we'll make some. We meant to make some this year, but it didn't work out. Yeah, just yeah that's okay. We'll make some. Yeah, we'll get it going, man. No worries. Come, we'll come, you know, do some fishing as well. Uh, you know? Well, I don't know, man. You tear it up a little bit too much. <laughs> well, man, <come laughs> I need my fish in my pond, catching them all. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I look forward to it, Chris, man. I miss you guys. Likewise, man. It was good chatting with you this morning. Thanks again. This is uh, Chris with Sully Solvent List. How can, how can people look you up, Chris? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're Sully.SolventList, and that's S-O-U-L-Y dot SolventList. Pretty Sully. easy to find. Yeah, man. Sully.SolventList. Um, come yeah. check us out. We got some... You know, good things happening in here very soon. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for us. Thanks again, Chris, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Have a good one, too. Oh, man. I tell you, after that episode, I want to sit back and uh, vape up some some good solventless extractor. Maybe even go back and get myself some bubble hash and sprinkle some on a nice large joint. You know, I think I might have ruined myself that extract years ago by making uh, train wreck keef joints and, and train wreck bubble hash joints. I probably lost a couple of years smoking this. And I hope you guys learned a lot about extracts and solventless extracts today. You know, they're, they're, they're not dangerous. They're safe. It's just water. Um, not that like hydrocarbon products are dangerous either, but, but many people have an aversion to them. But hey, you shouldn't. If you're interested in, you know, uh, uh, solventless extracts or bubble hash, man, you should try some. If you can make it at home, you can buy a lot of the materials online. You can always check us out at cultivatecolorado.com, cultivateokc.com. Hey, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please do. That's the Real Dirt Podcast with Chip Baker. And check out our YouTube channel, man. We're going to put all of our episodes on there from the past. We're going to have uh, all our new episodes on there. So you'll be able to listen to all 70, 80, 90 episodes on YouTube at your will. So thanks a lot for joining us again today. Yeah, man. The next time you're out there in the world, the next time you're at a dispensary, ask the dispensary about solventless extracts. Ask them their opinion. Um, Ask them to show you some. This has been Chip with The Real Dirt. Thanks again.